This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It happens every night. Just about every night. And I ain't every never night. met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Can't stand riverboat dealers Some or divas. never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sing. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Nope. I don't care don't at all. Care. Not even like a little bit. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good Right to the hook right here. Spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep the low budget. Or as my guest today. That we'll introduce in a second said maybe medium budget. Maybe a medium budget. He came to the LBL Bar and Grace like this could be medium budget. And I'm okay with that. We can we can we can take take it up a notch. Mark Jeffries from Bass Talk Live told me one time, he called me to ask me what kind of recording software I used. And and uh I told him and he goes, Oh, yeah, you are low budget. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the Bass Talk Live boys, <laughs> Mark and Matt. What's up, everybody? Welcome, you bunch of low lifers. This is the podcast for November 22nd, and we're almost to December, and I, I don't like it a bit, but I do like the fact that it's the week of Thanksgiving, because that means lots of things. That means I'm going to be fat and happy, and it means that I'm going to deer hunt until my wife leaves me this week. That's normally what happens for me. This is a week that, that I, I just stay in a tree, because it's normally the week that it goes down in Tennessee, so I don't want y'all bothering me. Don't be texting me. Don't be calling me. I'm going to be in a tree stand most likely, and when I'm not, I'm going to be eating like pecan pies, turkey, and and 
I don't know, deviled eggs. None of that pumpkin pie, though. None of that. Get that completely out of here. We're gonna, I'm going to talk to our guest about that, see what his favorite Thanksgiving. This is going to be a real topical, you know, stay on theme kind of LBL. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in, and we do have somebody waiting in the wings. We're going we're gonna to rattle off these sponsors, and I'm going to bring him in. This is, this is uh, it's a big deal for me to have guests in the in the bar and grill. Y'all know that. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the conversations I get to have. But but this guy, this guy, it, we're going to have fun with. But uh, first and foremost, we've got to say huge thanks to the sponsors that make Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus all the insanity possible. And we start right here each and every week with StarTron kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, and your log splitter, maybe maybe you're out there running a log splitter because it's getting cold and you and you heat your house with wood. I don't know, but I know ethanol will gum up the works in that log splitter. And I know if you're going to store your boat for longer than three weeks, you better put you some StarTron in the tank because ethanol, you'll be ready to go fishing again next March. Deer season will be over with you. <laughs> you'll be thinking about low budget live. You'll be wishing you went and spent you some. Some money right here. A little dab will do you. 256 gallons is what this bottle. 256, like, just say that to yourself. Should I buy ethanol-free gas for $17 a gallon, or should I just go buy a bottle of this? You should go buy a bottle of this right here. Start trying. Kicking ethanol in the teeth, bringing you low-budget live for going on four years now. We appreciate the folks from Florida. Star bright, start trying. Sims Fishing Products, like it says on the hat right there, making quality outdoor Wear, I guess we could say that, you know, rain suits. They got boots. They got toboggans. They got gloves. They got sun shirts. Depending on where you're at in the country, maybe you're going on a Mexican vacation. You're one of the lucky ones. You're going down to Cancun for Thanksgiving. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm going deer hunting. Maybe going to Cancun. Get you one of those Solar Flex shirts. Take that thing down to Cancun. Flex on them a little bit. Maybe you're up north. You need to get one of them pro-dries. Put that bad boy on. Stay dry, stay warm. Sims wants me to remind all of you low-lifers, you get one life, fish it well. Pro-guide batteries. Keeping you large and charged out there on the water. The new lithium batteries from Pro-Guide. Half the weight, twice the power. Don't quote me on that. I don't think that's their slogan. You know, they want to give you guys a chance to own some of those fine batteries at a discount just because you listen, because you're low-lifers. You're low-lifers. Code LBL10 at checkout, proguybatteries.com. Go get you some. And last but not least, the thing that I love the most, hanging right over my shoulder, the banner, hang it, baby, Express Boats, the official boat, low-budget live in the traveling circus, the boat that we put those ProGuide batteries in. The X21 with the C deck, the 250 show. Love it. Absolutely love it. Not getting to spend as much time in it right now as I want to because those deer are back. They're calling. They're calling me. So it's 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 down here waiting. It gives me the, the, the side eye every now and then when I walk by and I'm like, hey girl, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Put a little star trying in it because she's she's sitting idle right now. She's sitting idle. But I'm telling you right now, we're fixing to get it back out. 
gotta gotta get a deer on the ground then we're gonna go back in that x21 i'm actually thinking about going down to flow rider and poking around a little bit uh in december we'll talk about that with our guest today a little bit about some upcoming things going down in the year 2022 but the express x21 will be with me for all of it again next year express boats building excitement since 1966 all right gotta say real quick huge congratulations to chris aldane captain ryan ricard for winning that redfish cup tournament talked about it last week super cool event for bass I uh, remember the old Redfish Cup that used to be on ESPN. One of my favorite things I ever ever watched in fishing. I thought they were, they were super cool tournaments. There's something about that team atmosphere that's really neat to keep up with. I think it's missing in pro fishing at that top level. And uh, it, was, it was something to watch. I actually re- was recording last week when that final day was going on. I got to catch most of it, but did not know who won that event until after I was finished recording and talking with Maddie Wong. So... Congrats to Chris and Captain Ryan on a big win. And uh, very cool to see, man. Very cool to see. Hopefully they keep that going and it keeps growing. More and more teams. And, you know, hey, Bass, holler at your boy. I like to catch redfish. Pair me up. Pair me up with somebody out there. Put me and my guests in a redfish boat and watch how it happens. We'll be slacklining them suckers together. And I want to say real quick, too, a huge congratulations to the old Midwest fisher gal, Midwest Fisher girl herself, Christine Fisher, for winning the Hobie Tournament of Champions, kicking freaking tail down at Lake Eufaula. She is the real freaking deal, ladies and gentlemen, real deal. And uh, she's taking that kayak world, and I'm just going to be honest with you. She gonna, she's going to keep on. She's going to keep on. She's going to keep on. We're going to see her in lots of places in this old bass fishing world, but she puts in the time, energy, and effort it's really cool to see her come out victorious down at Lake Eufaula on a big $35,000 payday. I got to get me a damn kayak. I know that. This next guest, I wouldn't trust him in a kayak. I'll just be honest. We're going if we're just going to be honest, I would I wouldn't get in a wouldn't get in a kayak with this guy because I spent a night in a bass boat with this man putting some fish habitat in Smith Lake and I almost lost a finger. And then uh, I trusted, I trusted this this man, this young man with uh, my lodging at Smith Lake, and basically slept on a razor blade, you know, and and uh, and and so you know I don't, I don't trust him necessarily, but to, but I do think a lot of him, even if even if I don't trust him with everything I got going on. Ladies and gentlemen, waiting in the wings in the, in the green room right here, high five as he comes by. Trey Swindle. Let me turn your microphone on, little Trey. Yeah, you gotta get me hooked up. Okay? Yeah, get get you ain't even getting no headphones. No. Make let me let me check the monitor here. Oh, you good. I'm look good. at look at how good that looks. I'm talking Golly, your girlfriend's gonna be so mad because you're gonna be getting so many DMs. I swear she, hey, she ain't the jealous type. Not too bad. <laughs> she might be after this medium budget live we got going. Medium on. budget live. Trey Swindle in the bar and grill. He's getting his boat wrapped today. Yep. Yep, and I, yep. I, I try to take full advantage. My buddy Jeff Stanford, Sign Designs, if you need a boat wrap, go go hit him up uh, and tell him that he should pay me commission yep, for saying absolutely. that. He's, don't you think? I think so. You think you I, think that I deserve that? I do. I think you deserve more, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, we, we'll talk about it yeah. off camera. But Trebo said he was getting his boat wrapped, and I said, I know how you can kill some time. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. Come, come get on this yonder microphone and let's <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about life and let's talk about bass fishing. So Trey is in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee today, Middle Tennessee, in the bar and grill. He said it's kind of medium budget live, and I'm like, well. Well, when I was booking our room, you said you had low-budget lives, so I figured you was used to low-budget stuff, so I booked a low-budget room. Well, turns out you, you was a more of a medium-budget type of Here, guy. Here's the thing. When you booked that room, now listen, calling it a room is is really... It's a shed. It's a shed. Yeah, shed. It's a shed. shed. Uh, but it was also a shed that maybe... You could have kept like your motorcycle in and hauled it down the road. Yeah, like a utility truck. Yeah, it was yeah. very, very much like a utility yeah. truck. Now I ain't above it. I enjoyed it. I, we just didn't have no TV. No, no, we did. We made up our own TV. We shows, made up our own TV have shows. No live TV. And uh, and it, and the walls were so thin that I mean, it, it, it was just you could hear you could hear anything you wanted to. You Absolutely. could hear the neighbors. Uh, you know, we had a full time neighbor there and that we didn't see that we never very saw. often, yeah. but yeah, we could hear weird. them rolling over in their bed down yeah. the road, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> down, the bend, down the bend there, down there. But uh, Trey, of course, you know, you, you got this. Uh, this is why I got to start with this is you got this, you got this last name in bass fishing, mm-hmm. you know, and it comes with, and I'm gonna get serious, I'm gonna get serious okay. on you right out of the jump. It comes with a lot of pressure, I think, right? It does. Being a being a swindle, you a swindle, and right over your shoulder here, Uncle G's jersey. That's right. Uh, but dude, do 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 you let that put more pressure on you to succeed? Because you're a young man, you're tr- but you're trying to chase this dream in pro fishing, and we're gonna get into what your plans are for next year and all that. But do, do you let that get to you ever? I try not to. Uh... But that's one part of it that people don't realize. I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Is people just think it's easier with a name. A million percent. They they do. They just. That's why that's, I wanted to bring it yeah, up. Yeah. So that's that's normal. I mean, everybody thinks that, but really, I mean, it it puts more pressure on you because people expect more out of it. Well, you. and and I think that it's not fair. And you and I, I've gotten to know you really good, and and, and I think that people, I've seen this with a lot of young guys. I've seen this with Darian over the years. People be like, "What's up, rich boy?" Right? They see him post yeah. a picture with a boat or. Oh, must be nice have everything given to you, and they didn't realize he worked for everything he had. And you're the same freaking way, dude. Like you're out there grinding, but people are like, "Oh, it's Gerald Swindle's nephew. Cool, but he gets all his rods and reels and baits and yep. boats and trucks for free. Look at look at this kid. Absolutely, not exactly that way. Is no, it? <laughs> not at all. I promise you guys. I I will say this right now. I'll put it on everything. You can ask my mom for. Three years, when I first three years I started fishing, the only rod I used was a Berkeley shot rod from Walmart, $29.99. It was the orange Berkeley shot rod. I wish they still made them today because I'd still use them, but they don't make them anymore. But that's what I used, $29.99 dollar rod, and I still had the same love for it everybody else had. So, But it's, but it's not – I think a lot of people – I don't know, man. They and I don't. It's jealousy for a lot of folks, right? Mm-hmm. They see a young guy out there grinding, and they're like, "Well, how, how does this work?" But getting to know you, and this is man, this is an important podcast for me because so many young folks, I feel like we do them a disservice in thinking that it's all bubbles and butterflies. And man, you're gonna go to high school, and you're gonna do good in high school, and then you're gonna go, you can go to the college level, man. You know what? Just skip that. Just go right in 
to ABTs and Bassmaster, yeah. dude, you're just gonna set the world on fire. But dude, but it's but it's it's more complicated than that. It's more expensive than that. Yep. There's a lot of steps in the process. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. There's a lot of finance behind it that I never saw coming. <laughs> Nobody ever warned me. Somebody needs to get beat for not warning me. But shout out G man for not warning him. Yeah, come on with it, G. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, so me, like I said, I started out in high school. My high school fishing team. They had one for like two years, I think. We just didn't even have enough people to do it. But I never really got into fishing until I was about, I'd probably say 14, um, 14 or 15, because, uh, long story short, but, you know, my dad passed when I was eight years old. Right. So uh, my mom remarried uh, to my stepdad, Marty. And uh, Shout out, Marty. Short, shout out, Marty. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for surprising me with my first boat. That's yeah, I was shout out, at. Marty. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, Marty would do anything for me in the world but he don't fish so i never really had anybody to to take me fishing until i met uh, a buddy of mine ricky campbell and he kind of took me up under his wing and took me fishing but so i started fishing with him all the time and i really fell in love with it and then our our high school got a team for about two years and i fished that for two years and then they quit because we didn't have enough people in our little country school out there you know how that is (laughs) but uh so after after high school, I started fishing the ABTs, and then um, when I graduated, G was like, "We need to have a talk." I was like, "Oh, okay, what I do? I messed something <laughs> up. Oh Lord!" He saw your TikTok. Yeah, I was like, he didn't saw one of my, what I liked on TikTok or something. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this ain't good." But he was like, "Nope, we need to have man to man talk." I said, "All right." So he, I went up there to his house, and he said, "Look," he said, "I got one question for you." He said, "Do you want to fish for a living?" I said, yes, sir. He said, I'm going to repeat that one more time. Do you want to do this for a living? He said, it ain't what it seems. I said, yes, sir. He said, do you want to do it the easy way or the hard way? I said, what's the easy way? He said, go to college, fish in college, try to make it through the classic, through that, and do that. I said, okay, what's the hard way? And he said, well, you can just go straight into fishing the opens and probably get your teeth kicked in and learn that way. And I said, I like the hard way better. He's like, I respect that. So here we are. We're doing it the hard <laughs> way. A lot of teeth kickings later. Here we are. A lot of them, and and uh, and G will tell you a lot more to come. He still yep. takes them. Everybody takes them. Even even the best take the take the teeth kickings. But uh, so next year though, now you you've been in the opens. You've been you what? This was your second or third year in the third open. year. Third year. Yep. Yeah. And, but but next year. It's Ripping the, off the Band-Aid, yep. and you're going. You're going, going gunslinging, and I you am. have signed up for all three divisions. Yep, all nine, all three divisions. The past three years, I've just fished the Centrals, and to be completely honest, I did not probably belong out there the first two years, but now I've kind of kind of got my rhythm and kind of done not great, but I've kind of had a couple you know, decent tournaments, and uh, I kind of – gain confidence for myself, and it's going to be a big year next year. And, like what, and, and you're learning more – about what your deal is, like what yep. you like to do, mm-hmm. which is a thing you like to be an old slack liner. Old slack liner, <laughs> throw my chatterbait around, <laughs> slack line one every now and again. But, but that's the biggest thing I've learned is is just, uh, you know, when you go somewhere, everybody talks, everybody, you know, but the best thing to do is not to listen to what Luke's doing, not to listen to what nobody <laughs> listen, else is doing. I want to look right here at this camera and make sure everybody <laughs> – that is a really good practice everywhere you go is just to not listen to me. Because I may Absolutely. tell you, throw a little Japanese spoon. Yep. I may... <laughs> At Smith Lake, Luke had me wanting to buy a ticket to Japan to buy a little spoon that I thought I might catch a limit on. I, asked, I called and asked what a one-way flight was, and I said, no, 
No, I guess I'm just going to have to get beat by that little spoon. <laughs> he, said, he said, hey, y'all got any more of them spoons? I will, I will drive over there yeah. and pick them up. Yeah, and they're like, well, it'll be like And in my defense, the only keeper that came in my boat the first day, guess what it's on? Boom, Japanese spoon. It was. Japanese what? spoon. Without it, I zero, so I don't even want to hear it. Okay, that's true. That's and then true, I but... jumped up 100 places to win. The Luke Duncan versus Trey Swindle Smith Lake Challenge. I took the W. You're right. Because of the little spoon. Okay. I give that to you. Okay. But but would it have been worth me flying to Japan? No. No, no. It wasn't worth all my tackle warehouse bills overnight in them suckers. I was wondering what you was doing. My wife had (laughs) Yeah. Well, wasn't looking up certain things on the internet. I was looking up spoons. <laughs> it, it was really a letdown, to be yeah, honest. Like I said, we could hear everything through the walls. So I was hearing Luke yell at the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in there laughing, giggling. Yeah. Uh, I had to meet the triple threat, Marissa D, on the dang interstate with Japanese spoons one night because mm-hmm. the place we were staying uh, wasn't on a map. Like, it wasn't on any oh, map. Really? Like, Google couldn't find it. I so, can believe it. You could, I can so, believe that. Uh yeah, you should never listen to me. But no. sorry, but but you're saying you gotta you gotta block all the yeah, doc talk out. Yeah, just block just everybody out and just do your own thing. That's the hardest thing I've had. That and then you know multi day events because I grew up you know fishing Tuesday nighters right. and Thursday nighters and you just catch everything you can catch and come back to the dock and go home. But it's just so much different. First of all, when there's 225 boats on the water and then you got a two day tournament. You know everybody fishes two days and then the final day cut. So that was a big, really big adjustment for me you know, fishing the opens and the, the two decent finishes I've had would be, you know, Lewisville. Um, I think I was in fourth after the first day and then Pickwick, I was in like, but not as good as I thought, but I was still up there, I think in the top 20, but I mean, I've learned if you catch them somewhere one day, never go back in the opens. Just, just, just never forget go back. it. You just almost have it. to, you're right. It, it is a different – that's what I, I, I say this. I speak about the Opens on here a lot, and I feel like people are like, oh, great, you're going to tell us how tough the Opens are again. But, man, I think if you're not in them – and there are a lot of Opens anglers that listen to this podcast that I've got to meet, especially this year. Uh, dude, m- making it through to the Elite Series, through the it's murderer's row. It really is. It is. Like People are like, oh, well – they're huge fields. Yeah, it's huge fields, but it's huge fields of dudes that catch them yep. and figure it out. And you and I think a really good example of this is Smith Lake. Mm-hmm. Smith's your home lake. You know it really well. I know Smith not anywhere near as well as you do, but I've got a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. And you and I put a lot of homework in. We did. We, we did. sunk brush. We we did things, but spent a lot of time pre-fishing. You, you spent a lot more time than I did because you're right there. But, dude, we saw that lake. How much did it change from 10 days before that tournament started to day one of that tournament? It was unreal. It's crazy. I mean, unreal. From the temperature outside to the water level to I – mean, it was just everything. It just completely flip-flopped. But, I mean – But I, I but I think fishing pressure-wise, though, 200-and-something dudes, a lot of them were there several days. They came straight from mm-hmm. Lake Norman. Yep. And then there was a big Smith Lake Bass Fest. But, dude, we saw that – like, it, it was not hard for you and I – and there were a lot of boats buzzing around even the week before, but it was not hard to go catch a limit. No. It just wasn't. No, you and I were like, well, catching a limit's not going to be hard. Even Monday at practice, we're like, eh, this won't be a big deal. But, dude, by the time Thursday came around, it tightened up so freaking much. It was. And the, and the and me and G talked about it after because I always call him and 
make sure he tells me I suck and see what I did wrong. But and the, he will do and that. He will do He's that. He's really Absolutely. good. If at you it. want to get made fun of and told what you did wrong, just call Gerald Swindle. And yeah, he will, tell he you. will straighten you out. But I called him and I, and he said the the thing you messed up doing is you practiced on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He said you should have just never went because he said think about it if you would have never went because I had, and the reason he's saying that is because I live thirty minutes from the ramp and I had been there for two or three weeks you know every day so uh, he said if you'd have never went on Monday Tuesday or Wednesday you'd have never knew it sucked you'd have just went fishing you'd have just went fishing yeah, you'd right. have never knew anything changed you just go fishing. So, I mean, I think he's got a point there, but I just couldn't bring it's my... It's hard to put your money in something like that. It is. Because when it was on Pickwick, which is my home pond, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, do I need, really need to go down here and run around? But yeah, you do. Yep. And my thing is, when Justin Atkins is out there, and he knows Pickwick better than I do, mm-hmm. and he's out there daylight to dark grinding on him, yep. you know what? Yeah, you I better be yeah, out there. That's you know what, what I'm I mean? Thinking. Like, that's kind of how I got to be. Jordan Lee, Jesse Wiggins, they were out there practicing. Yep. You now, know, one day they were riding around in the same boat yeah, yelling were, at me, but that's yeah. probably after they done got them Shout out in, to so, Jesse and yeah. Jordan. Yeah, they took my money a lot, so I don't like him. But hey, yeah, yeah, they take everybody's money. Yeah, I they? think I've got them once <laughs> over the past 10 or so years. Coming, coming, coming for you. Coming for you, Wiggins brothers. Coming yeah. for you. Shout out. That's right. <laughs> but I, I think it's that it's really the, the opens are underestimated, man, and, and how tough they are. And I think there's never been a time that it's any any tougher than right now to get in the elite. We saw our little buddy Sammy George. Yep. It sucks. He he and they're you know word on the street is they're changing that next year to call down in that overall list. Hopefully you're in the top three. You're not in fourth, and we don't have to so. worry about that. Absolutely next year. But but it it is it's it's you fight so hard. You see yep. Sam, and he had a couple bombs. Yeah, you know, but he's a he's a prime example. That's a guy that's been close. Countless Three or four times, times yeah. yeah. I mean, and not like tenth. We're talking about like one four. spot out. Yes, yeah, like, one like spot two out. Two points, yes, like, several I mean, times. And it's uh, you hate to see it like that, but I mean, you win some, you lose some, I guess. But uh, there's no doubt, I he'll be there next year. I, oh, I yeah. guarantee it, he'll be there. He's he's a heck of a fisherman. But you just it's to see somebody like that be that close that many times and still haven't made it yet. That just goes to show you how tough it is. It was well, a guy like Josh Douglas. He made it this yep. year. He's been at it forever. There's so many guys I could sit here and name uh, a lot of them that have been. And then you see these guys like this is what's amazing. I've said it on here a million times, but Prosnick. Yeah, I'm just going to go requalify. Right in. Christy. Hackney. Right in. You know, dude, it ain't easy. Yep. Like, it's it's insane, but those guys are like, oh, like Hackney last year? Oh, I'll just go fish the Centrals and make it. Yeah. <laughs> It's Dude, unreal. He just made it. And that's what I, I so gave scary G, about them boys. Yeah, I gave G crap for it because the year that he got back in the elites through the legend exemption, I fished, you know, the centrals, and I think he fished the southerns, centrals, and I even think he might have signed up for the northerns. And No, he didn't. He didn't. So he fished the centrals and the southerns, and within four tournaments, four opens, uh, while he was fishing the elite series, he was leading the overalls, or no, leading the centrals, like, or leading the overall one of those two, like second in the other one, and he ain't even fished the northerns. And I'm like, and he's like, I just wanted to show him I could if I wanted to. I'm like, well, sounds about right. Yeah, sounds like him, don't it? But I'm like, my word, man. There's a difference. It is. There's a big difference in them boys. And it's, I don't necessarily think everybody says, well, they can cast better. No. I mean, they can cast better, but it's all it's all it's between about, the ears, it man. It is. They don't get shook. Mm-mm. Oh, the water came up two feet. Water dropped two feet. There's two hundred boats. They know what Mm-mm. they're going. Like yeah. Jason Christie knew what he was going to do, leaving the dock. 
Yep. At all them times, and it didn't matter. And if somebody got in his way, because we all piss and moan about, there's too many boats and he's open. Ah, you know what? I was going to go flip that grass. Hey, there's five boats on it. Well, guess what? Somebody still won 50 yep. grand. Somebody exactly. still going the classic. Somebody figured it. It's like Prosnick. We were all griping, man, them fish on live scope on eat. Them fish on live scope on eat. Prosnick figured out a way to make yep. them eat. Yep, he did. <laughs> and and beat us at Smith. There's always going to be a winner and there's always going to be a lot of losers. So, yeah, that's a I bunch mean, of losers in the Way more <laughs> losers than winners. 224 but. of us every tournament. Absolutely. At those things. Don't, don't, don't take the trophy home or the classic bird. So, looking at that schedule next year, though, you got nine. And and I want to talk about your your unique opportunity with your sponsor because that's why a lot of people are they're sitting here going, man, Tracy Young, man, how you pay for it? Mm-hmm. It ain't easy. It's it not. ain't easy. But you've got an opportunity through through. And I want you to tell the story. This is really cool to me. But you've got a sponsor that is going to help you on your entry fees, mm-hmm. but. You and I have talked about it. Like you're sweating it a little bit. You're trying to figure out if you're gonna sleep in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. If you know you're gonna be hitchhiking to the tournament, you ain't yep. figured it out yet. But because just the entry fees alone are a lot of money yep. to do that. But the expenses can can even double that that amount. But talk about the sponsor first, and then we'll get into. I, I want to ask you about yeah. what you think about the schedule and stuff. Yeah. So um, this year, uh, my title sponsor is North Alabama Mortgage. Um, but the, the cool thing I think you're talking about is the story of how I met Yeah, Brian. it's, it's super and cool. And so uh, last year I was fishing the Central Opens, and uh, we had one at Sam Rayburn. And um, me and G drove in that day, and we got there. I think we got caught in traffic. We got to, we had to leave late and got caught in traffic. So we got there at like 11 or 12 o'clock at night, so on like Sunday night, I think. And uh, so we get there, and of course, it's like it doesn't matter what time of the night. Like G's truck pulls in, and every one of the hotel room doors open. You know, so so like they're just flooding. G man, G man, G man, G man, G man, G man. Autograph, autograph. Hey, so, you got so, an MDTA. Yeah, Come yeah. on, G man. So you know, all of them start flocking him, and and you know they're trying to tell us where to park, and we're trying to get set up. Like I said, it's it's eleven, twelve o'clock at night. We've been driving ten or twelve hours. We're kind of tired and ready to go to bed, but. So they're telling us where to park, and I'm I'm parking. They make him park 17 miles away or whatever. So I'm trying to throw my cover on and get my bag out, and uh, this guy comes up. Like I said, it's pitch black dark, and he says, he said, hey man, and I said, hey, I just kind of turned around. I said, hey, he was like, uh, uh, are you Gerald's son? And I said, um, no, I said I'm I'm his nephew, and he said, oh really? So me and him got to talking, and um, he was like, man, he said I keep up with G. He's like. I've been keeping up with y'all, and and like I said, we just kind of talked just just like buddies for a while, and uh, and he's like, all right, you know, I'll let you go, and he went over there and spoke to G and let him go. Went in the hotel room, didn't think nothing about it, and the next night he sat out there and talked to me again, and and then G told me when we got back in the hotel room, he said, man, that, that guy loves you to death. I said, really? He said, he thinks the world of you. He said, you know, you're polite, and yes, sir, no, sir, and I'm like, really? So um, Got him fooled. Yep, got him fooled. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> but uh, so I was like, really? And he told me that night, he said, you know, when we leave the tournament, he said, I'm going to call you on the way home and uh, talk about helping you out a little bit. I said, okay. And, uh, you know, you know as well as I do, a lot of times, you know, people say, hey, man, I'm going to call you. Happens a lot. And then, and then, could be a fishing company, could be just some guy. Yeah. And then, and then you, you never, never hear from them or, you know, and then you're thinking, man, should I got their number? Uh, yeah. You know, but so I, I didn't know what to expect. And G was like, he, he's like, I think. I think he's going to help you out. So I'm like, hmm. So he calls me on the way home, and I didn't expect it. And, you know, he sponsored me a little bit that year. 
And then he found out I needed the job to make some extra money. I already got I had a full time job, but he wanted to hire hire me working for him. And so I met a guy in a parking lot at Sam Rayburn at midnight, which sounds sketchy. Which sounds sketchy, and it was a little bit of one of them uh, medium budget hotel rooms, so it was a little bit sketchy. But met him in the parking lot, and he ended up helping me that year. Hired me full time, and he's my title sponsor for this year, and he's paying for all my entry fees for. Um, all nine opens, all three divisions, and uh, I about get emotional talking about it. Well, I get, I get, um, I got chills just listening to it, man, uh, because not everybody gets that chance. Is is no, they don't, and um, that's one of the biggest things for me is um, I always, I always told my mom like I don't want to be one of them people that you know when they're laying on their deathbed they say, well, I think if I would have tried to fish for a little bit. I had to blow my knee out. If I hadn't, you know, back in the day, if yeah. I would have tried, I think, no, I uh, I ain't no would have, should have, could have. No, I'm gonna, I want to know when I'm, you know, laying there that I did everything I could to make it. And if I don't make it, that's fine. But for somebody like Brian that I met in a parking lot at midnight at Sam Rayburn, at the Rayburn Inn, to help me out and just give me the opportunity because – most kids don't even get the opportunity. Now, granted, I mean, I'm, I work two jobs. I work a full-time job with Brian, and then I work part-time at the tackle store for extra money just to try to, you know, have enough money to make it. I still to don't pay gas. Money. Yeah, so. Now, yeah. But, you know, for somebody like, like Brian and, you know, North Alabama Mortgage to step up and, and help me through that is just unreal. I, I never would have thought. And a lot of kids, and I know you were the same way, I was the same way, you think that help's going to come from the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. You think, oh man, well, I fish and, and yeah, strike king will yeah, help me out. Yeah. And, and they get, they can help anybody they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody loves strike king. Everybody, yep. but, but for me in my life, it's been those companies like that that I've Parking lot meetings, or you meet a guy on a fishing trip, a saltwater fishing trip. It's like, now what do you do, man? I want to help you out. That is how I've been yep. able to keep all this going for so many years and not be as successful in the waters I've wanted mm-hmm. to be. Truly, like, I it's a very expensive gig. But when I I hit the the tour qualified ground running after years of being out of it, it was companies like that, companies mm-hmm. like Waste Connections, Atomic Transport. These that that. They might not on the side of a boat wrap people. They might not turn ahead like if you roll up with the Garmin wrap yeah. boat or whatever, right? But mm-hmm. dude, they they take care of you. Yep. The people are good people, and they want to support you. So it's really cool to see. And you're going to be running that thing yep. all over the country, man. I and can't for wait. him, that's a matter of pride too, right? He gets in on. He's betting. Hey, I'm going to put my money on Trey Swindle. I know what he's he's got what it takes, and I'm going to get in now. And even if it takes him. 20 years to do this. <laughs> Let's hope not. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. But even if it takes him, you know, time to do this, I want to I bet on him. Man, I saw T.H. Marine do that with Sam George mm-hmm. when he was right out of high school, decides he wants to do it. And, and we had known Sam for years around there, and it was like, hey, we want to hitch our wagon to him. Mm-hmm. He's a young dude. He's got it. Let's help him out. And they did the same thing, man. Yep. And I, I think that is so important um, and I want to stress that to you young folks listening, like, don't send Strike King, Eagle Claw, yep. you know, whoever, these resumes, because they get 400 a day. Yep. Make friends with the guy at the barbecue place in yep. your hometown. Absolutely. Make friends. Like, that is where you are going to get the money to be able to chase mm-hmm. this. And like Trey saying, he's working two jobs. Like, yes, he's got the sponsor. Brian took care of him. But you still got to come up with, where are you going to stay? What are you going to eat? Yep. How are you going to pay gas to drive to freaking Maryland for yep. the dang, you know, Chesapeake Bay and all oh, yeah. that? 
And, and I know you worry about that. You and I talk I a lot, and, and that's a, that's a real worry for you. But but you gonna you gonna figure it out. Oh yeah, you gonna I, figure it I out. I got faith in myself, and like I said, I got I got a couple other people that help me out, and that's the same way. Another another one that I got that helps me out a little bit is the Direction TV, and I literally yeah. met him Big through Mark. being a camera boat driver yeah. for Darian. So and he just you know he was like man he's like you you seem cool and and he just loved my personality and he got my phone number and then ended up wanting me on the show and then now he helps me out. So that's another one of the things you just never know who you're gonna meet. And you only get one chance to make a good first impression. And you got to be so, yourself. And you got to be, be yourself. yourself. So I'll yeah. never, I mean, even if you don't catch them and you're mad at yourself, put a smile on your face because when you walk off the stage, you never know who's sitting there to shake your hand. So I, I had uh, one of the, one of the uh, a guy that worked for FLW for years, man, at the last one I ever fished. And, and there was so much going on politically with the rumors that it was mm-hmm. being sold. And I was having a, okay year but then a really bad year like three good ones three bad ones and we were at champlain and which is a place i love and dude i sucked i was almost last the first days worst worst finish that i ever had and i came in early mm-hmm. second day and you're 19 hours from home and dude i was pissed and i'm normally you know like i, I definitely get mad there's no doubt about it but but at weigh-ins i've always prided myself that no matter what like i I'm myself, I, I try, but dude, I let it get to me that day, and I'll never forget going through the line, and and uh, they're checking my fish, and I was super, and he's like, you're in early, and I was like, yeah, just real short, and he said, hey, it's just fishing, like, yep. he's like, go on stage and give them Luke, like that, and dude, it hit me, because I thought, well, dude, everybody can tell I got my ass on my shoulder, you know what yeah. I mean, everybody, and, and dude, it, like, like you're saying, getting them teeth, those teeth kickings, mm-hmm. and them boys give them out. It don't matter what you're fishing, ABTs, yep. Texas Team Trails, Federation Nation, Tuesday BF. Niners, it don't, don't matter. matter. There's somebody going to give one, and there's somebody going to get one, yep. right? Every single week, so it doesn't matter what you fit. But they they get. It, it, you got to have. For me, the hardest part for me when I had a really bad one is because I do live my life on social media, mm-hmm. right? Like I've been. Yep. Uh, through the podcast, whatever, through videos, and I've never been bashful. If I suck, I'll tell you I suck. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you, man, I fished them FLWs, and I, I should have won all of them. Yep. Well, no, I finished yeah. 100th a lot. You know <laughs> what I mean? And people love to throw that insult at me now, but that was the toughest part for me mentally at times was I do throw myself out there. So when you – and you're the same way. Like, you're you're living out there, and so in this day and time, it is harder – to recover from those bad ones sometimes because in, unless you can turn off the noise mm-hmm. and I've gotten very good at that yeah. obviously because <laughs> there's a lot of noise out there and, and people that just you know throw darts from their mom's basement right but it's harder now I think especially for young guys and I say that for this reason is you guys grew up in this social media age and everybody wants to take a shot yep. so you have one bad one you have two bad ones you have one bad day people are like oh what happened to you 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 have a buddy that did yep. that to you recently, <laughs> but I, I'm a, <laughs> we gonna have to tell that we story. We gonna have to tell that story. We'll get there, but but I, but I think that I, I guess the question is, I say all that to say, how do you handle that stuff? Are you, you you're you're pretty like level headed, man? You you were super disappointed at Smith mm-hmm. in your performance because you thought you were gonna knock him out of the park, but you were still laughing and cutting up and like. 
listening to Poppy tell you you should have thrown a shaky head. Absolutely. <laughs> if I would have thrown a watermelon seed shaky head at Smith Lake, I would have won the, the whole thing. God bless Tommy Swindle. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's a legend Poppy. right there. It is. Oh, Poppy. But, but, yeah, I mean, I was I was super disappointed at Smith. But, like I said, the main thing is, is I always put a smile on my face because, you know, you got to sell yourself. So I don't want – you know, because that's not who I am to show up at the boat ramp, you know, mad. Of course I am, but I don't want somebody like you to see me and, you know, see me with my butt on my shoulders and yeah. think, and then go home and tell your wife, man, that Trey Swindle boy, he was walking but around. We, but you were like that at the ramp. You're happy we got back to the room, and I was I was uh, not in a good mood, and we were laughing and cutting up still, and I was like, dang, man, I just – does the online stuff, if people give you a fit online, does it bug you? Are you able to, to to push it out? I've dealt with it for so long. Like you said about, you know, being being Gerald's nephew, I, I've dealt with it for even, you know, back because me and G didn't get really close because he was so busy and stuff till I was 16 years old or so, so or 15 or 16, 17, whatever. But but I still dealt with it even when I didn't even ever see him, but twice they'd a still year. Say, yeah. They'd still say, I mean, I've never even been in the boat with him, and people would say, well, it must be nice, you know, for G oh, to put yeah. you on him everywhere. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know if I have Uncle G's phone number. Like, he's so <laughs> busy, and he, you know, I see him at Christmas, and I see him at Thanksgiving for, you know, the family stuff, and that's it. He's just so busy. But I've dealt with it for so long, I, I handle it better now than I used to, but still when I'm sitting at home and I get a DM that says it must be nice to be rich or <laughs> I want to get on there and, you know, but my girlfriend and my mom do a good job of holding me back on some of that stuff. Like I'm sure your wife has to do you sometimes. But Oh, uh, she has to do me that like that every now and then. It, it uh, you know, I, I don't, especially, and you've seen the, some of the nonsense out there. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not real, if you're not a real person, or if I, if I, take two seconds to kind of do a little check like and you're just ripping me and i'm like you know what i think this made this guy's day better to to throw shade at me because he's probably hating his existence there's most of the time that's what it is Mm -hmm. most of the time it's somebody that like you're saying you don't want to be on your deathbed Mm -hmm. going i didn't try and most of the people that do say horrible stuff online Mm -hmm. or they spend most of their time being negative they never took that chance. Yep, they never, they never took that chance. They're and they never sti- will. They're just scared to do it. Exactly. And they, and Whatever it is, whether it's fishing or, or or you go on a hunting trip and you post a picture of a big deer, must be nice to go to blah, blah, blah. Well, you yep. know what, Bubba? You can save your money yep. and go do it too. You see so much of that o- online now. You do. And, and like I said, it, it was hard on me for a while because like, I would get those text messages and I know that like you said, a lot of it, some of it, I don't want to sound weird, bad when I say this, but like it's jealousy. People it are is. jealous. People, that, people don't like I mean, that you're ambitious. Yeah, and you know? I mean, I'm chasing a dream, and I get that because everybody don't have that opportunity, but you have just as good of an opportunity as me to get up off the couch it's and go all try. All by your decisions. It is. <clears throat> but for me, it, I mean, it kind of takes a toll on me sometimes because people think I just got it so easy, and I'm like, I mean, you know, I mean, you know my story. Like I said, my dad passed when I was, like, my life ain't. Just it ain't perfect. rainbows, man. It ain't rainbows no. and no. you know butterflies. So, but and that that does take a toll on me when people think, you know, they just don't know your story. They just don't even deserve to be talking they, to they're you. Gonna, they're gonna know it though. They're gonna know it as you as you go in this deal, man. I, I've I've met a lot of people and and had the fortune of, of getting to know them. And dude, I think that you are sitting on a lot of bass fishing gold. Like, and and I'm not saying that because of G or anything else. Like, dude, you you've 
Like you got it, you got it. And I need everybody watching this to understand. Like you, it may be next year, it may be five years from now. You may decide you don't even want to do it, and that's fine too. You go, but you go shake some <laughs> things up in bass fishing because, dude, you you just like you got it, mm-hmm. you got it, man. I, I really do think. Um, and and I want to tell you something else. You got, and I'm just gonna say it right now is uh, got some trouble headed your way in those Southern Opens, buddy. Uh oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. got some trouble headed your way. Y'all in the gonna form have to stay tuned for this because uh, he got me at Smith, but he ain't gonna get me next year. I didn't get you a grand. I had to come home. Yeah, yeah, you did. I had to come home. Uh, but I, I entered the Southerns, and uh, so I'm looking forward to those, and uh, and really just following you around. And, and making I mean, sure you don't make the elites. Like now, I'm just going. Yeah, now like I Happy Gilmore. Hope. You suck, Trey. You suck. <laughs> a beautiful daggum North Alabama Morgan trap boat. I can find you. in the direction you can find me at Smith. I rode past you and Stone Cold didn't wave like several times. Know, You're like, I'm what's like, up, Duncan? You'd call I, me and I'd be like, I, dude, that black trike just blends in yeah, with like, these bluffs. I'm gonna lock the door to the utility trailer when I get back, <laughs> so he can't get in. Oh my gosh, man! I I, I had a great time. I told I told Marissa we laughed. So Trey and I went to Sink Brush, and I did not name drop you on the podcast when I almost cut my finger off. But uh, this finger is healing up. Thanks for the thoughts and prayers oh. out there in the comments. Appreciate you putting me on a prayer list at church for <laughs> the finger. But Trey and I are in a boat. We're out there. We got some brush in the boat. We're gonna and 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 the brush wouldn't fit in the concrete block mm-hmm. like we wanted it to. And I was like, well, just, just hand me the saw, Trey. <laughs> now I'm driving the boat. It's about midnight. It's cold. It's foggy. It's perfect recipe for disaster absolutely and for some reason mainly because i'm an idiot but but i decided to cut the knot off of the brush towards me instead of away and uh yeah the end of this finger and, and trey said well you all right i said like, i don't think so and we said click, click with the light there's blood everywhere man it yeah. looked like the kool-aid man it looked exploded. like a murder yeah. scene out it looked there like a kool-aid man exploded yeah we said if we get pulled over with all these we trees ropes. and bricks and blocks <laughs> and blood all over the place. This is not going to be good. I don't I know hope how somebody's wife ain't missing. Absolutely, in Coleman County, we are going to be in jail. Yeah, for it the was. First time. It was not uh, not a good situation. But we we put in all that time, energy, and effort. But Trey that night he climbed a tree, and I, I'll try to post a picture of this one day. But we we got a tree on Smith. We like to call a Simba tree because it looked like something from the Lion King. It was monumental and. Uh, if you ever get around a Simba tree, ladies and gentlemen, you probably gonna get a bite because yep. there's some brush in that there area, some, some blood. Yep, some blood in the water. <laughs> we come to find out though, after it got daylight the next day when we were up there fishing, <laughs> we didn't stay all night. But the next day, we stayed to like three in the freaking morning. It was like three, yeah, I don't think late. I got home till four thirty. But it was like yeah, we noticed we didn't cut as many things off the Simba tree as we thought we did, but uh, it's still known as the Simba tree. We had uh, and we also didn't have enough blocks on our brush. We had nope. a lot of brush sticking out of the water. Yep. Sam George. Found all of our brush piles yep, pretty much. He did. Fished them all before tournament that gummy. He did. Uh, I got to tell the story about what I did to you at Grand Lake. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, so to set this up, y'all have heard me talk on the on the show about what all I had going on in life at Grand. It, it, it was terrible what happened to a friend of mine here at home. And so I, I, I came, came back home and Trey and I hadn't, we talked when I was driving home mm-hmm. on Monday. And uh, he was getting ready to go to Smith and practice on Tuesday for the Alabama Bass Trail Championship. He had qualified for with his partner, Daniel. And they had decided, he decided not to go to Grand for the last central. He's like, man, I'm going to fish this, try to beat the Wiggins, 
beat Jordan and Craig Daniel, Jackie Flack down here. I'm yep. gonna try to beat them and win a boat on my home lake. So go get me some Smith Lake Redemption. So he texts me. He's like, dude, it's, it's going good. These fish are biting, boy, on Smith. I'm gonna and get my, I'm gonna too. get us some redemption, Duncan. I'm like, heck yeah, buddy. Well, be sure to go fish all my brush piles that I didn't catch crap <laughs> off of at Smith in the open. So. We talk on Monday on the way home. I tell him what's happening, and he's like, oh, my gosh, and have this whole conversation. Well, then Tuesday, I, I hadn't talked to you. I got back home. Things are crazy. And I hadn't, you know, uh, I think you sent me a video from the water on Tuesday, yep. being for the cemetery, I yeah, think. Yeah, No clue. No clue. So my man gets a phone call from Kay Donaldson. Yep. Miss Alabama Bass Trail. Mm-hmm. Miss Alabama, even. I think yeah. we could call her Miss we can, Alabama. We I think we call her Miss yeah. Alabama. Miss, Miss yeah. K, Miss Alabama. Absolutely. But Alabama Bass Trail, Miss K. And you might have had an uh-oh. What was that uh-oh? The uh-oh <laughs> was a big uh-oh. <laughs> and the uh-oh was that on Tuesday, um, it was off limits. It was indeed off limits. <laughs> so, yes, we had about 17 pounds. Mixed bag, spots, and largemouth. They're like, dang, nobody out here, man. Yeah, I'm like, no wonder we was getting to fish everything we wanted to, but it you was You ain't got to shake none off, Daniel. No. And uh, so we got that phone call, and uh, yeah. DQ'd? So I, yeah, DQ'd. I had to call um, Scott Dobbins, the new tournament director, and tell him everything. And he's like, well, you know, he's going through that whole thing. And I was like, you know. Scott, I'm sorry, but you ain't got to tell me this. I know it's – and he's like, well, we got it. And I'm like, no, 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 you save your breath. I know. I'm. He said, what are you going to do? I'm like, guess I'm headed to Grove, Oklahoma in the morning. I was like – he was like, really? I'm like, yep. But on with your story, Luke so, does not so know this. I had no clue any of this happened. Like I said, I'm home. Things are crazy here. I ain't talked to, to Trey in a couple of days and other than text. And no clue any of this happened. I ain't talked to G. I ain't talked to anybody. And so I, Thursday night, Hudson had a basketball game and I was fixing to walk in and I was looking, it was first day at Grand Lake and obviously I, you know, I, I was here at home with my family, but when you're at an event and all your buddies are there and I practiced, you know, one day, like you, you, your head's out there a little yeah. bit still and, and I keep up with every term, right? if I'm in them, if I'm not in them, whatever, but I was like going through the stands, oh, okay, and Sammy was in the top down, okay. And I was looking for Atkins, and Atkins had a tough first day, and he had zeroed. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, because I had talked to Justin a couple times. He called checking checking on me, and I was looking, 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 looking. Well, I get down to the bottom of the standings, all the way down there at the bottom, there's Trey Swindle with a zero. And I was like, that goofball didn't call Chris Bowes and tell him he wasn't going to be in the tournament. I got this son of a gun on the roster. He needs to learn his name. Well, why would he do that? He ain't learn. Man, he's crazy. I wouldn't want anybody to think I zeroed the tournament. I wasn't in. So I'm laughing going down the road. Seriously, I'm laughing so hard at the fact that Trey is fishing the next day on Smith and he zeroed it grand at a tournament that I don't know he's even in or at. I screenshot it and circled it and sent it to him and said, man, I hope you catch them better at Smith tomorrow than you did at Grand today. You suck. He's like, thanks a lot, buddy. Like I'm like, what? Well, then he calls me. Go ahead. I'm like, hey. He's like, what's up? He's like, I hope you do better at Smith tomorrow than you did at Grand. I said, you know I'm at Grand, don't you? And he's like, whoa, wait, what? What? I've, I've never felt so bad. And he's like, whoa. Well, you're you're at Grand. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I drove up here and I told him the story. And he's like, 
dude, I feel so bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, I, I thought it was hilarious, but it was funny that he felt bad. I kind of felt pulled terrible, it off. dude. But dude, I, I was laughing. Me and Daniel, because Daniel wrote up with me and fished as a co angler. Dude, we had, we laughed when you sent me that text because I told Daniel, and he was like, man, he's like, that's kind of rude, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm it's like, cruel. No. Yeah, like, I was beating up on my buddy when he was down. I was like, the funny thing is, he has no clue I'm None. None. I wanted None. to just send you a picture and tag the location, like Grove, Oklahoma, but I didn't. I had no clue you drove all night. Now, that's what kind of bass head that, that Trey Swindle is. Gets disqualified on his home lake. Didn't know it was off limits, because the regular season ABTs aren't that way, yep. but the championship is, and yep. you just... And I haven't fished. I haven't fished a championship or ABT since I was, like... 15 or 16 and my partner daniel he's only fished one year and he didn't make the championship so i haven't so you just didn't know you didn't I, pay when, any I, was, when I made the championship and we actually come in like sixth almost won the daggum thing but um i was in high school so i i couldn't practice during the week anyway so i, I had never even know. practiced so for you're a like hammer down we gonna practice yeah with covid and everything it's all everything's via email now and you get these emails and i i'm i'm yeah you throwing a buzz bait you ain't reading no a email here's a lesson to all you kids we're trying to give lessons today away for free on low budget live to all you low lifers out there young and old read the rules Read the rules. It's very simple. <laughs> It'll save you a trip to Grove, Oklahoma, and your buddy Luke making fun of you for sucking. Yes, absolutely. A Even lot though of he really didn't think you were sucking. It's still okay. I forgive you. I thought it was pretty funny. I ain't going to lie. Drove all night, though, to, to made it to registration, signs up with bass, and then goes and fishes, and caught him. you caught him the second day, didn't you? I caught him okay the second day. The first day, I, I like I said, I hadn't even practiced at all, so I just kind of fished. I've only been there one time, but I lost like a – five or six pounder on a square bill and i was throwing it on the wrong rod because i drove all night and i was just kind of being lazy which i shouldn't say that on here but g's probably gonna listen but anyways so i wasn't throwing it on the right <laughs> rod lost it but the second day i, I kind of made a comeback and i had like three for nine or ten pounds or something and then broke a big and off so it was just fun fish i learned more that tournament fishing you told no me practice. that's where i was getting going with yep, this I like mean, you, you at, told me coming home you said luke i learned more I learned, I've learned from yep. any tournament. And I told G the site, like, I was so excited to, to weigh in and call G because I was like, I have never, like, I guess, I don't know what the what the difference was, but just fishing with no practice, you you have nothing to go off of. And, and like, my co-anger, he called me, and he's like, man, you know, you own them or anything? And I said, as far as I know, he's like, what, what do you mean? I was like, <laughs> I left them biting. And he said, oh, so you left some biting? I said, yeah, in Alabama. And he's like, what? So, I mean, like, I had nothing to go off of. So, I, as far as I knew, they were biting. It was just cool. You just, I don't know. It was, it was different. Yeah, and, and those, you know, G in the parking lot at Smith. And, you know, other than being a really close friend of mine, he's somebody I've looked up to for a long time since I was a kid. You know, I met G when I was like 16. And I'm fortunate to to have him in my life. He He's taught me so many things and, and taught me through a lot of things and got me through a lot of hard times in life and, and helped me so many times. But... You know, I sucked the first day. And he likes to give a hard time. Like, G will call you and tell you you suck. He, He's he not will. like you said. He yeah. will. And and I'll call him and do him the same thing. Now, he won't answer the phone. Yeah, he He's not answer. as good at taking no. those those chewings from me as I am from him. <laughs> but he told me in the parking lot, and, I th- and I'm sure you got this speech several times from him, uh, because we thought we were going to catch him at Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think there was no way on Saturday you and I weren't going to be yep. flirting with that top ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really did think that. And – uh, especially you and I told my wife I said I think Trey will be at the Bass Pro Shops weighing in on Saturday and uh, before the thing started and G said hey you'll learn more about yourself 
And I've been doing this a long damn time, and he knows that. But yep. he said, you'll learn more about yourself. Because I talked to him the night before. He knew what I was thinking. And then I come in with one. Dude, and I was not in a good spot mentally at the end of that day. Like, are you kidding me? I can't catch 20 or 30 fish, can't catch 15. Like, it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. And he said, you'll learn more about yourself as an angler tomorrow yep. than any other day you've ever fished. Yep. And I'm like, well, dude, I've been doing this long. He said, trust me. And I go out. I jumped up 100 spots in the standards. Now, I was like 95th. Yeah. 96, but out of 225, but I made this big jump. Mm-hmm. I completely changed up my game plan, mm-hmm. got on a deal early, should have had probably 10 to 12 pounds that day, lost a couple really good fish that I saw. But decision-wise, complete 180 from day one, didn't get glued in on the, on the same thing that I – because I would here, – here's the problem. And I know you're learning this. You're talking about multi-day events. And I think this is a prime lesson. When you go into an event, especially a multi-day event, with lots of great fishermen with preconceived notions, you're cooked before you put the boat in. I had put in so much time sinking brush. How many times did we say that week? We we know we're going to fish that brush. We know we're going to fish this brush. No, I'm going to fish them cane piles. No, I'm going to fish that brush. I knew what I was going to do. Whether I got a bite doing anything else in practice. Yep. And you know how I jumped up 100 spots on day two? Doing something totally different. Going and fishing docks, skipping a jig, which I love to do on Smith, on a stretch of docks that that same time of year, I called them on one time before. I pulled up the first morning of practice, I called you, and shook off like four or five hundred of them docks. And I never touched them on day one like an idiot because I was a genius. I was going to go back and go outsmart these boys. I'm going to fish all this cane. That. There were fish on all of it. Yep. You've seen it. Live scope, you see 34 of Sam George dropping cameras down. It's three-pound spots. There. They would not eat. Could yep. not figure out. I go skip my jig on her dock. Tone. Yep. Day two, I go do that. And it's so important. I'm 38 years old. I'm saying this out loud for myself. You can't go in with preconceived notes. I don't care if it's April on your home lake, and you know they've been on that damn log for yep. 20 years. You put 225 boats on it, guess where they're not? On, on that, that log. log. You yep. better go figure something else out. And that's, dude, it's just it's just so true in these opens. Like, it just is. It is. And that and that's the same thing I had happen to me. You know, like, Pickwick was a prime example. Like, the first day, I, I mean, I had practiced, and I had found some shallow fish, some chatterbait fish, you know, but uh, and I found some deep fish, and that's kind of what I like to do, but the first day I pulled up to one school and there was nobody there. Couldn't believe it. There was nobody there. And I sacked up 15 pounds just right off the bat. And I'm like, hmm, ever, as tough as everybody said it was, you yeah. would think that. And 15, then there are a bunch of liars when we there, got in. I learned that I stayed with a bunch of liars at Pickwick and you know who you are, Brent Crow. And I will, Maynard. Not, Maynard, I will not stay with y'all again. But so I went, I was like, Then well, Brent showed he's not a liar. He won $245,000. That's neither here nor I there. I should have listened to him, actually. But <laughs> Yes, we both should have listened to Brent that week. Absolutely. But like I said, I sacked up 15 pounds like out deep, just super, super quick at Pickwick. And that's what I love to do. And then I caught another big one right there on a DT20. And I had 17 pounds within the first like two hours of the tournament. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? Like, I guess I just kind of go practice, you know, look back around, off, yeah, back off. And I had one person try to get on that school with me, and I had a couple more schools found. But, anyways, the second day, you know, you're like deep, deep, deep. That's deep, right. Deep. You're like, locked in. I'm locked in on deep fishing while I pull up, and there's a guy sitting on that school. So I'm like, 
I said, hey, man, you know, you going to be here all day? He's like, yeah, never moving. I'm like, yes, sir. So I crank it back up, and I'm like, I'll go the next one. Noted. Go the next one, and Cody Huff and um, John Garrett are sitting on a juice hole, a juice hole, which I had found, obviously not the only one. So I was like, well, I'm not going to tie up with him. So Daryl Gleason was on my other school. Daryl Gleason, I don't like you. And uh, so, so You I'm owe like, your little dog, Daryl. Yeah, so I'm like, well. I don't know what to do now. Those are the only deep holes I had. Because you know as well as I do, they wasn't everywhere. Then. No. So, it was still April. Yeah. Late so April. Yeah. It was kind of, so I was like, well, I guess I'll go swim a jig. You know, I like to swim a jig. And that's totally different from what I had planned on doing. And pull up. I'll tell you a funny story. You'll like this. Because your mom with but- butterflies. Yeah. My dad's favorite color was yellow. Don't know why. Yeah. But his favorite color was yellow. Most people don't like yellow. But anyways. Go that same day at Pickwick, leave those deep fish, and I'm going to go swim a jig around uh, Seven Mile Island. So I go up there, and I'm swimming a jig around. I catch like a three-pounder, and I catch a four-pounder, and I lose one, and I miss one, and I'm like, I'm getting all messed up because oh, yeah. I'm like, now I've already had the bites to have 15 again after I had 17. So I'm fishing, and, man, I'm just fishing a 1,000 miles an hour, just not where I needed to be mentally. And I'm just flying down through there. And so a yellow bird comes in and lands on this buck brush that I had just fished. Like, there's grass and there's buck brush behind it. And I'm swimming a jig and this yellow bird comes in and lands. I swear to you, I like, it was, I'm going to sound like some Aaron Martins would say right here. And that makes me sad talking about Aaron Martins. But anyways, so I looked around and like, like that bird's just looking at me. And I'm like, like I just fished there. I swear to you, I can't make this. I turn around, I threw my swim jig back over that, that, that yellow bird, five-pounder. I can't make it up. And I, I waited, that was the only fish. I, I weighed in four fish that day for like 12 pounds, and I still didn't. But, yeah, I, I caught two big ones, and one of them was because I literally turned around and threw at that bird. I'm like, thanks, Pop. Thanks, Pop. Yeah. Like, you know, I, you know I, what I'm I, talking I know, about. I know, like I know, man. I see, uh, you know, we uh, I have situations like that, not to go down a down a rabbit hole, but like, I do, and I post it a lot of times. I see, and and I'm not saying it's it's a situation where it, it's just it's need in life because we're here and they're gone, mm-hmm. and they they meant so much to us that things like that happen. Yeah, and it's and I don't believe it's random. And I I have I had a situation with my uh, my youngest. I'll try to tell this without out breaking down, but uh, my youngest rider, we we're sitting in the yard, and this was about a year ago. And uh, and mom had passed. And mom youngest was super close to my mom, and uh, and they called her TT. And uh, my mom Teresa and he was sitting in the yard by himself. And I was like, I looked out the window. He's like sitting Indian style in the backyard. And I thought, man, that's just not like what's you know what's wrong. So I go out there. What's up, buddy? He's crying. He's like, man, I'm missing TT today. He's just crying. I sit down with him and I try to you know do the dad thing and mm-hmm. explain to him like, hey, you know it's it's all right and. It's okay to cry and it's okay to be sad. And I swear, I swear, a butterfly lands on that kid. I, I, I bet, like, swear on everything I got in life, the medium budget live studio, <laughs> house, whatever, lands on him. And he just started smiling. And I said, You all Dude, right now? Unreal. And he says, Mm-hmm. Quits crying, goes back to playing. And we've had so many times fishing, and even if it's not anything, it just makes you smile. Or yeah. Being out in the, we've got a, a stand that we hunt um, on our farm that in in the fall, early fall when we're planting food pots, it's always got the most butterflies you've ever seen. Always, 
So the boys call it the butterfly field. They always have. It's the only place they want to hunt now. That's and, they're, and they're like, oh, we got to hunt the butterfly field, Dad. Or, you know, but it, you see them. Yeah. Like we sit in the stand, here they come. And so that's so, that's so awesome, man. It is. The, the, yellow, the yellow bird. And like, I said, like you said, it doesn't, it's not like it happens every day. And it don't. It's, but it just it happens at the most, like, at the most, I don't know, you just know that it's like, Sent from above, you know That's what I mean. Right. Like it's not like somebody's a looking out for you. That a yellow bird, and I don't even know. I don't even know bird. I don't even know what yellow hammer is. A yellow hammer. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if they. I don't know. I'm not a bird. I call person. it a swindle. Yeah, me too. Swindle. I call it Tony a Swindle. swindle. Yeah. My dad's yeah, what I call, right. it, I call it. But I'm like, swindle. it's just so unreal that stuff like that happens, and and sometimes you know as well as I do. As much as and I, I don't travel as like none of the elite guys are really. You do when you fish the tour, but. Like, you know, you fish and I'm away from home and like you just get so caught up. You do, man. Like you just overlook the big picture and like stuff like that to just make you like slow down. Well, and, makes you, and make you smile it too and, and make you thank you, dad, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not easy being a young man like yourself and, and losing your dad young. I lost my mom at a, at a later age, but still too early. Mm-hmm. We, you and I have had this yep. one of our connections in life, I feel like, and we talk about this a lot. Like it's not it's not easy. It's like not. It, it's not. And, and you're like, fortunate. You've got a great support system. Your mom's yep. awesome. I was about to say, stepdad like, no, Marty is like nobody awesome. in the world supports me more than my mom. If it's if anybody does more than my mom, it's my stepdad no Marty. Doubt. And like I said, he he doesn't fish. He hunt he hunts a lot, but he doesn't fish. But if it wasn't for him, I would I would never never be where I am. Like I said, he bought me my first you know boat, which was like a 2004 Stratus with a little 150 on it. And and like I said, my mom said one night. I used to fish with Ricky, and then he got a new partner, and I didn't have nobody to take me fishing because he was all I had. And um, I posted on Facebook one day, you know, a long time ago, and I said, um, anybody want to go fishing today? Because I didn't have nobody to take me fishing. And uh, my stepdad, Marty, was like, uh, does anybody message you back? And I said, no, you know, nobody's. He's like, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I guess I'm going to, you know, get mom to take me up here to the pond and drop me off and fish it. And he, mom said he'd come home, like, in tears. He was like, this boy will never never go without fishing again. Like, I'm, I'm buying him a boat. And my mom was like, Marty, like, you know, you know, boats aren't, like, cheap. They're expensive, and mom, yeah. And Marty said, I don't care. That boy's getting a boat. And he went and got me a boat. And you're how old at this point? I was 16 years old. I yeah. had just turned 16, really, when he started. Probably didn't even know how to back one at the I time. I, I swear <laughs> on my life I didn't, but I figured it out real quick. But like I said, without him, I would, I mean, it's that's just awesome. night and day difference. But uh, that's and, and look, working hard combined with all that is how you get places in mm-hmm. life. You know, everybody, and, and I sit on this show, and especially like talking about mom, or we're talking about your situation, like everybody's got stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody that's in life has mean, got, you know, yeah, everybody's to, got like stuff. excuse or, I mean, every, I, I've got it better than a lot of people, you know, but do. It's, but it is but how you overcome it. It is, life. and you learn from that, you know, for me. and Because I, you could just as easily, your dad, you could go down any path, mm-hmm. And 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 this is a fishing podcast, but but I, I'm more intrigued about people's life stories. Why I got into doing this in the first place, it took a lot of different turns at times. Uh, you know, shout out shout out Major League Fishing and and uh, you know my opinions at times, but it does it, it took a lot of place. But I love the conversations and and I think that life is all about. And I know several people like you do that they could have gone a million different ways. And they chose not to. Now, I know a lot of people that went the way that they shouldn't have gone to, yep. in my yep. opinion, right? Like, they they took what life threw them, and they're like, they gave up. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, and that's I, not easy to, to for some people, that, that's the only choice that they have. Like, they make that choice, whether they go down the rabbit hole of drugs or getting into trouble, crime, whatever. But, but man, it's, it's so cool to me that, that you picked to not let that define your life story. And, like I said, a lot of it is just, you know, from just watching my mom, because, you know, when— yeah, I mean, you know it because your mom passed away, but like when my dad passed away, my mom, I mean, my dad was all my mom ever knew. You know, you what don't I mean? know what to do. And my mom's like, you know, she's got two kids. She's a school teacher. As we all know, school te- teachers don't make great money. You know, she's got a big house to pay for. Trying to I mean, figure it out. You know, trying to figure it out. And she's, and you know, she, my mom don't want her kids to go without, you know, because you know how it is. You've got oh, kids, they go to school and, well, you know, I wish Luke's mine went without. New, I'll be honest. Luke's got these new dude shoes. You know, I, yeah, think I have good. dude shoes. So, yeah. And and that's my mom it. never wanted us to go without. But I mean, there was times my mom. I mean, you know what I mean. She I just, get it. Man. So seeing her overcome that, and you know, and finding Marty, and then you know, Marty just welcome welcoming me and my sister in like like his own. It's just that that helped me out. You know, going in the right direction. Because like you said, I mean, when something like that happens, you can. I mean, it's, it seems the easy way is the bad way, almost. I, I think it is for a lot of people because it's. But you're it's at such a low point in your life where you know you you don't see any positive side to it, and you wonder why it's. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, yeah. and, and you just can't grasp why, or you know, especially at a young age. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it, especially then, then. But I mean, like I said, seeing my mom overcome it and, and helping me and my sister through it, it was just. I mean, there wasn't for me. You know, looking at my mom, there was no other way to go, but. The, you know what I mean? The way awesome. she went. So so that's kind of where I got that from. But, I mean, I don't That's I mean, why you say sorry, Mama, when I sorry, said it might sorry, take Mama. 20 years to make the Elite Absolutely. Series. Absolutely. Because she told me the other day, my mom, y'all, is the most supportive person. The number one ever. fan. She's Absolutely. One but fan. she's like, um, uh, well, why didn't you catch him at Smith? You know, <laughs> well, when you go and qualify, I, th- I thought this was supposed to be, you know, you win these Tuesday nighters, you know. Why can't you beat these guys? I'm like... But she is the most supportive person ever. But she's she said, like, "You've been to Smith three weeks yeah, in a row. You and Luke like, Duncan been out here in the middle of the night yeah, sinking brush. Why that, ain't you winning?" Yeah, when I told her I was going to sink brush with you, she was like, "Luke Duncan? Who's Luke Duncan? Y'all going to sink brush at night? <laughs> Sounds suspicious." And I'm like, my mom's like, "Is he going to kill you?" I'm like, no, well, no. Some concrete blocks of rope for Trey. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yeah, she should have done a little bit better background check. But then she met me at the weigh-in, and she probably had all her fears confirmed the second she shook my hand. She's like, bearded, this guy's got some tattoos. Yeah, I ain't real sure about this podcast situation. Yeah, try and get away from it. That's right. right. Somebody hook up to the utility trailer and pull him down the road. True. She might, I, I ain't no telling. My mom is like the most supportive, but she also freaks out about little stuff like that. Like, I was like, Mom, I'm gonna go sink brush, you know, with Luke. And, and she's like, Okay, so I leave and to go to work that day because I work. And she's like, I thought you were going to sink brush. I'm like, I am tonight. And she's like, At the end of the night. At night? I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna sleep. At, I mean, I'm, I'll sleep. I'm gonna go sink brush at night. And she's like, With who? Luke Duncan, I don't know Luke Duncan. You're going at night, like it was like she was like, "What? Oh Lord, <laughs> that's amazing." My wife was like, oh, "Okay, just be careful," because <laughs> I'd already done it two nights by myself, and she was like, "The first time, she was like, and, and why are you doing this again? Because I don't sink a ton of brush, you know." Um, but she's she's like, "You you might get killed like by yourself and." You know, it was uh, there were some close calls, yeah. but really, I was better off by myself. 
Because the night that you stepped up to be my breast sinking partner was when I almost lost a finger. That is the and truth. I, and Maybe I I'm bad luck. But if I would say if I was bad luck, I would have, have fell upside down out of the Simba tree and probably yes. broke my neck and ended up with a pair of shears through my chest. So <laughs> we didn't have that bad a look. That shout night. out Simba tree. Yeah, shout, shout out to Simba tree. People love the shout outs on LBL. All right, buddy, I gotta I gotta put you on the spot, and then and then we're fixing to go. I'm gonna take you on a little adventure here. Of a lifetime, I love a world class fishery. I'm gonna take you to while you're waiting on this boat to get wrapped. But uh, I appreciate you coming on. What tournament next year? If you had to pick, and this is all recorded evidence, say that okay. ever to ever guess. If you had to pick which out of the nine events on that schedule next year will be the Trey Swindle Show, your best event out of nine tournaments. And most of them you haven't been to. Yep. Which one you picking is going to be your the one where the bass fishing world is going to go, oh, man, Trey said on low budget live, that was going to be the one. And look, that's the one. Which one do you think it is? Because it's normally the one you don't think it's going to be. That's what I would yeah, say so, from experience. But which one, if you're looking at it, which one you circling? Like, yeah. So I really, honestly, I don't know why I really don't at all, but I'm really, I'm leaning towards James River. I don't okay. know why, but I'm really leaning towards Sam Rayburn. You like Rayburn. I, I, I've been there one time, but I fell in love with it, but I kind of got caught up doing one thing when I think I spent too much time doing that and less of what I actually love to do, and that's how you know G caught him, which is what I actually – I'm just really excited because I think I've lear- I learned a lot the last time I was down there, and it's it should be even better when we go there this year. So, But I don't know why I feel like – James River. James is James is cool, man, and and the way you like to fish, I feel like, and and they're going there at a really good time of the year. I feel like April be a lot of things. They normally go in the summer, so I think that'll be a complete flip flop from the opens pros that have been there. Mm-hmm. You always get a bunch of locals in those too. But oh, yeah. the northern schedule is weird for me for a lot of reasons. We I, it was the one because there were some conflicts with MPFL and stuff and I still think there there may be in the southerns. Mm-hmm. The last event I think might conflict but could be some moving and shaking going on there. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but uh but I signed up for the southerns. I may only get to fish two or the three, but I'm, I'm at least going to show up at Kissimmee and uh uh Cherokee. I love Cherokee, but I, but that northern schedule is really there's there were a lot of complaints about it online, but you gonna earn it in that one, the, the people, because yeah. those are gonna be tough. Oneida is a great fishery, but it's a little stingier now. But I think that northern schedule is gonna be one. They're all interesting though. Yeah, like the centrals are and, tough too. Ross Barnett, and like, like you said, a lot of people were complaining about it online. But my thing is, there's always gonna be a winner. There's always gonna be a loser, and everybody's got to fish the same place. So to me, it's it's all from what I'm hearing through the grapevine. There might have been a lot of people complaining. But they got their credit cards out, yeah, and, and they I, got online and signed you, up because I'm hearing right. that it's uh, it's already gridlocked in yep. all three divisions. Yeah, so it's it's a different schedule this year, even down to the centrals and the southerns. Well, the southerns are probably about the same, but the kinda, centrals kinda, are kind of yeah. flip flopped a little bit around. Red through Red River in there, and Ross um, Barnett. It's a tough yeah, one. Who wins? The, the guy that wins the points in that division will earn it. Yeah, but see, I, I don't know why. I'm just really looking forward to the James River. Okay, and writing it down, Bay. James. I'll we'll start calling you James. That's fine. People okay. call me worse, but <laughs> probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Or they should. Yeah, they're in your DMs right now. Is this uploads? They're gonna be in your DMs. I, I don't have an Apple Watch because I'm I am low budget. You medium budget in here. It's pretty nice, but say I'm low budget. I ain't so got I no Apple Watch. 
You just ain't Don't put, put that evil on me. My freaking iPhone updated last night. I won't throw it through the dang window. It's doing all kinds of stuff, talking at me. I woke up this morning. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like everything changed. I don't. I didn't give it permission to do that. I don't know why it updated. No they probably listened to me. Thanks a lot, Apple. Yeah. They, they're listening to you right now. I ain't no doubt. I guarantee it. I'll promise I you. I wish they'd get me some more listeners. They'd say listening. Bring bring some people. Yeah, bring bring some of viewers to the low yeah, budget. Yeah, bring line. bring it so we make a high budget. We line. already get out there. We you already get out there and piss <laughs> some people off. But I mean, if you had more, there's no telling. Listen, I'll be honest with you. After uh, this fall, receiving death threats, I don't know that I want to talk to many more people. I'm good. Because uh, the people, because because people that will believe one video that they're told, hey, this guy's punching babies and stabbing goats, and people are like, I'm gonna kill you, goat stabber. Like I'll, what? Never believe what you see on the internet. Is unless the it's low budget live. Yeah, unless it's low budget <laughs> live. It, but that's the most underrated thing ever because people just want. A lot of times. I mean, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but they just want to make themselves look. Innocent. That's right. So, yeah. and I'm yeah. not talking about nobody. I'm just saying, just in Dude, general. I, I do think it goes it, whether you're fishing, whether you're playing music, whether you're trying to act like you're married. I mean, there's a lot of folks I know in real life. Maybe their marriage ain't as good yeah. as it should be, right? You see them fighting at a basketball game. Maybe you see them arguing, and then they post that selfie. Love oh, yeah. of my life. Got 19 roses for our 19th anniversary. And you're like, I seen y'all fighting in a parking lot. Yeah. You lying. You threw you spaghetti at him yeah. at the dinner table last <laughs> night. I seen him get here with a meatball. <laughs> Why are you posting this? Rebecca? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sit down, Rebecca. Get off of Instagram. Go hug your husband. Tuck your kids in the bed. Come but on. I'm going to put you on the spot. And oh, I think, gosh. I think... Before we take it to the uh, wherever you take a man to go fishing, my mom might be a little nervous if I told her that too, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to put you on the spot and say, I Dang. think that we need to go to uh, Kissimmee and pre-practice. Yes. I told Hudson Duncan and Ryder Duncan this weekend that when they're out for Christmas break, we might try to buzz down there for a couple of days and go ride around. Because I hadn't I- been there since... The last year I fished tour, we went there in March for the first time, February, February, March. And that's the only time. Now, I fished there twice. I fished there as a co, and then I fished there in that one. And uh was within sight of Buddy Gross where he won, but I was very much not within sight of him in the stands. Know <laughs> uh, where it went down in that one. It's a tricky place, man. You've See, been I've, there. I've never, oh, I've I've I thought you fished it. I've never I've, even been there. G's won there. Yeah, G, G's uh, done In January. Yeah, mm-hmm. he but, catches them there. Yeah. And I, I caught him there as a co. I've been there fun fishing one other time and caught him. And then uh, thought I was really going to smash him in that FLW down there. And and I really still to this day, like, it's a head scratcher. Like, I don't know what changed. Like, my area didn't have a ton of folks in it. I don't know. Like, it, it was really weird. But uh, it's just a lot of water. It's, it's a lot of it, – decisions matter in every event you fish, but they really matter there because with the lock time mm. and run times and – you lose a lot of it if you go to Kissimmee, and that's normally the you know the best lake. But then the smaller lake, there's so much freaking water. Now, fortunately, in the opens, if you decide, you can go practice a hundred days if yeah. you want to. I guess you, can you know as much as you, you want, as much as you want. But I, too much, I always feel like messes my head up because yep. I'll be sitting there on day one at nine fifteen, like, ooh, well, what about that spot twenty miles from here? Like yeah. that, that's not a good idea for me, but. Uh, a lot Pretty of water practice is there. good though. Just go right around, get a feel for it. Like I said, I've never been. That's one thing I'm looking forward to the all nine opens this year's because 
I've literally the only one I've ever been to is Rayburn. So I've you've never, never. I thought you'd fish Barnett. So you've never fished I've never Barnett been anywhere on the schedule except for Rayburn. I've only been there one time. Never been to the Red. Never been to the Red. Okay. I, I think I actually uh, uh, two buddies of mine fished a high school tournament on Hartwell, but I don't even know if I fished. I, I like went Hartwell. Up there I've been them. there. I got I got paid up there in a tour tournament. It was a spring sight fish deal, but I like the fall. Yeah. Um, I like the fall. On the podcast, I don't like to fall when I have to fish a tournament. In it. I like to fall fun fishing. I felt like I That's always true. catch them. And I, then when I'll, you put a tournament, it's like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go ahead and tell everybody right here on Low Budget Live that I will be willing to bet that Luke Duncan will make a over $90 order for Japanese <laughs> spoons at Lake Hartwell. <laughs> that mean, will happen. It will happen. I promise. I bet he makes an over $90 order months before that tournament in preparation because they will bite that sucker and then there. he'll be afraid that he's going to break them all off and he'll order 90 more dollars what do you yeah gosh i don't want to <laughs> go down that rabbit hole again but i had i did in practice i was throwing this little spoon i'm not even gonna tell y'all what it is because they like it it's yeah. a little sneaky little deal sammy george weighed one in off of it in that tournament too really he did um he sure did he listened to me he threw I, it. See, I didn't listen to you. I, I just Sam, Sam, who probably that tournament cost him the Elite Series, listened listen to, to me you. and threw us. Sam, us, hear me yeah, out. Yeah. Start listening Sammy. to me. Yeah, Sammy. Uh, Sammy Spoon. But that thing, I, I hooked, I guess it was a striper. I, I broke two of them. I didn't have many. And I broke one the first day of practice when I picked, I'd never even thrown the thing. And I found this big school spots on LiveScope. Fired in there and start catching them, catching them, catching them, catching them. No keepers. And it was like, boom, two and a half pounder. Boom, another 15 incher. Boom, a 16 incher. And I'm like, uh oh, okay. Uh, ring, hey, little tray, you're going to think this is stupid, but it is. This is kind of crazy. It's the only thing I found they'll bite. Then I hook one, it's like, and breaks it immediately. I'm like, that had to be a strike. I had to have it swallowed, I guess. Day two of practice, I'm out there. You told me about this spot that, uh, you saw all these schoolers, and I'd seen them the week before there, too. And you're like, dude, they were up everywhere. So I pull in, drop a trolling motor, spots everywhere on live scope, swimming around, bomb a little spoon out there. Here comes one. Pow! Breaks me out. I'm like, good, this is, this is fresh line. I don't think that one was a spot either. But I end up breaking two off, so that caused me to go into panic mode. So, yes, I will probably order more than $90. Shout out for Tackle Warehouse for getting you stuff. Though, Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Tackle Warehouse, we appreciate uh, them taking all my money. My wife's like, oh, American Express charge. Tackle Warehouse, Tackle <laughs> Warehouse, Tackle Warehouse, Tackle Warehouse. Oh, you definitely paid for the overnight shipping. That's why uh, my girlfriend, she wants to get married. I told her uh, she, <laughs> she, we are not ready for that, but I told her she's really not ready to see all the Tackle Warehouse bills that are on uh, my credit card. One of my best friends last week, he, he uh, buys and sells guitars all the time. And guitar, you think fishing equipment's bad. Like, guitar, the, 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 it's next level. Like, Marissa was asking me last night, she's like, what's the most expensive thing you've ever bought? She's like, I'm not talking about houses or cars. She's like, I'm talking about actually take money and go buy it. I'm like, guitars. Like, before I knew her, like, I was bad. Like, a junkie. Like, I bought, I had like nine at one time. Like, it's stupid. You, well, you can see around here right now. I think there's like three or four. But I don't have near as many as I used to have. And I just constant, man. Just constant. And uh, and I'd keep them for like a month, sell it, and I'd go buy another one or whatever. And I've got two or three that are like in the rotation all the time, you know, yeah. my whole life. And they'll be my kids will get them one of these days. But but this buddy of mine buys and sells them, dude, he, he's like really, really, really dialed on 
which ones are like super old. And he bought this Martin guitar. For those of you musicians out there listening, you know, Martins are legendary, but he, he bought this thing, 1940 something Martin, dude, it's worth. Like they only, they're like 401ks. They only get better, right? Like a savings account. And like some of my guitars, my boys can sell them on them these days if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They'll be worth a lot. Like they, yeah. they do age, you know, the certain kinds. So he bought this thing and he was texting me. He's like, man, I just got a 1942 Martin, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, for real. And he's had some crazy deals that he's found over the years. And he said, yep, this is why it's key to have a separate bank account from your wife. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I tell that story is, young man, yep. are you listening out there? And I make the fatal mistake, the triple threat, and I share a bank account. So she sees all the coming and going of the money. And she don't say a lot. You know, she don't say a lot, but every now and then, I bought a new guitar about two months ago. She said something about that. That's what I think. My girlfriend would be okay with it. I mean, she, I guess she would have to be, but she knows <laughs> she would have to be. But uh, I think that would bring some concern on how I <laughs> how I eat at night. I buy so much off tackle warehouse. Before we get off here, I want to throw you under the bus and say I've heard enough about the Japanese spoon. I know a guy, and <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. I know a guy. Right now, sitting in the LBL Bar and Grill, that for that same tournament, I was buying stupid spoons, but had never thrown a glide bait. Nope. One time in his life. I and I knew a guy that led you down the wrong path, and I apologize, but I had some bites on a glide bait the week before the tournament, and you went plum glide bait crazy. I did. I, I absolutely did. I spent... Sorry, sorry, I spent probably four hundred dollars on glide baits. Which now, granted, Luke got ninety-seven little spoons for ninety-five dollars, and I got five glide baits for like four hundred dollars. So he got more than I did. But so yeah, I, I went crazy. It was fun. I had one bite on it in practice, and I lost my mind and took out and went straight to Van Sporting. Now I will say one. the interesting thing about that though is what I tell you. I said. G's going to shoot you over this because yeah. that ain't how he rolls. Yep. But you guys went fishing, and he actually bought him some glide baits of playing around with We have if, – if I ever see him on a, an Elite Series with a glide bait on there – We can take credit for it. We can take credit yeah. for it. And if he ever wins one with a glide bait – but, yeah, I, me and G went fishing, and the first, like, two docks we come to, you know, like freaking giants followed that thing out, and he was like, huh. <laughs> huh. And Will's like, got to turn up. Like, Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna have to get me a couple of these. And then he said he caught one on it at Gunnersville. He, he was filming. He was filming for somebody, and uh, he caught one on it. He's like, yeah, sucker smoked it. I'm like, yeah, they'll buy it. They'll buy it. They'll eat that old thing. I ain't been gone from you thirty minutes and pitched you an old ugly one over in the boat, yep. and you're like, hey, we're gonna get more of these. <laughs> it is. It's like a, it's like a crack addict, yeah. man. Them swim baits. The guys that are good with them, man. The the key to it though is knowing when to put it down. I feel like you know, and the, and those guys have figured out because they've been burned by it so many yeah. times. Carl Jacobson, Paul Nick, my buddy Brad Knight. God, Brad has had so many FLWs truly in practice where he's like, they better be on their game this week. It's just amazing and then how it changes. many fish it draws, God, like it how much attention it draws, and it's it's actually a really if you have enough self power to do it, it's a really good practice bait because you can find so many fish with it. If you know to put it down on tournament day and fish, because you know there's fish there, you know, in your mind you do. But It, it can help your confidence. It can also deflate it, too, because I've gone through areas with it on Wilson Lake at a, at a riders event one time. Me and Strader, um, God, I'll never forget this. And it was in May, and, dude, they were coming up, biggins. 
and not eating it. And I'd caught like maybe two or three, but like I'm talking about like seeing 50 and you get two bites. Yeah. Well, Wes is like, well, dude, I'll just go right back in there with that gum wacky Cinco and I'll catch every one of them. Never had a bite. You pick that thing up and go back there. Here they come. So I've seen it where like it'll yeah. freak out because it shows you where they're at, but there's something about And I think they're just always there. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many areas. And like you're saying, especially on these boat docks you're talking about, on the lake y'all are fishing, dude, they come up yep. and they show themselves and you're like, what in the world is going on? But you might skip your old brown jig in there and not get a bite. Yeah, never get a bite. It, it's wild. It is. It, it is, is, is a very, very wild situation. A lot like having... Trey Swindle on the low budget market. Hey, buddy, I appreciate you coming. I enjoyed I appreciate it. Thank you, you for having me. Do you know the words to uh, Biloxi Blues by heart? You can't hear I it, so it don't matter. I do. Well, I'm, I'm not, not going to put you on the spot and make you sing because you don't have any headphones well, I'd on. Well, I sing so it. So you can't, you can't hear it. Be sure to hug your mama, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate Trey Swindle coming on the podcast. appreciate each and every one of you listening. I know we did some rambling. We brought down some... Uh, I feel like you got some solid information out of my man, Trey. Keep up with Trey. Follow him on Instagram, TikTok, the whole nine next year. He's doing all nine opens. He's going to be running around out there. If you need a mortgage, <laughs> yeah. can you get somebody alone, like, at the boat ramp? I mean, I don't think I could, but Brian could. You, you call Brian. I, I could call Brian. If you're looking you to buy a house and you see Trey anywhere next year, call your boy. Absolutely. Come up to him. He'll get you hooked up with uh, the best mortgage company in North Alabama. Absolutely. Hey, I They'll want to refinance right. my house. We need to talk after this. We can take this to high budget line. That's right. High budget. Get, get a little uh, home equity line of stay credit. Stay tuned on stay, this Stay one. tuned <laughs> on that one. Appreciate Trey coming. Appreciate each and every one of you guys listening. Don't forget December 11th, if you're still tuned in, December 11th, Columbia, Tennessee, I'm playing music opening for the Vagabonds, some buddies of mine playing the new Mule House. Tickets available at themulehouse.com at $20 a piece. If you're in North Alabama, Middle Tennessee, Kentucky, maybe in Alaska, and you want to come spend a weekend in Middle Tennessee, get to Columbia, Tennessee, and I will see y'all Next week, take you out with some Biloxi Blues. And yeah, you'll hear this song there. We may play it nine times. We don't have any other songs. Here you go. See y'all. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway... Does not know my name and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to